And hi everyone and welcome to Connected Learning TV. This is the final webinar in a month-long series titled Cities of Learning 2014 Unique Personalized Pathways to Success. I'm John Baraloni, the Community Manager for the Connected Learning Alliance and I'll be our host for today. And throughout this month we've been getting some inside early looks at four major cities City of Learning programs. And for those of you who might be hearing about Cities of Learning for the very first time, it's part of this nationwide movement to leverage community and government resources to create links between in-school and out-of-school learning um, throughout the summer and also beyond the summer. And the focus of this program is to engage cities to open doors across neighborhoods to ensure that all youth have access to creative and academic opportunities in libraries, museums, parks, and other community institutions. And Cities of Learning also makes use of digital badges. And um, for those of you in the community who are already close to the work with Mozilla and the open badges work that they're doing, uh, it's a tool that can help document and capture learning that's happening um, wherever it's acquired and help it live online um, in a digital backpack or a digital portfolio. And kids can actually use that to share out with, you know, their teachers, their parents, possibly even future employers, what skills and knowledge and learning that they're acquiring. And this year, the Cities of Learning movement has expanded from Chicago in 2013 to now to Columbus, Dallas, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. as well. And we're looking for more cities to join in 2015. And today, we're chatting with some folks involved in Dallas's City of Learning. Um, but before we dive into the chat with them, a couple more quick details. Uh, for those of you who are watching live, we really welcome your comments either via the COL2014 hashtag on Twitter or the Google Plus event page that we have for this. And we'll look for your questions that we can actually address here in the Hangout. And we're also chatting throughout the month in the Connected Learning Google Plus community and using that same COL 2014 hashtag. And so I'd like to give uh, everyone here in the Hangout a, a brief opportunity to introduce themselves. So I'm going to go from my left to right. Margaret, do you want to start us off? Certainly. Thanks, John. Um, I'm Margaret Birmingham, Director of Business Operations here at Big Thought, and I'm part of the team. Um, these folks here and several more on um, Big Thought staff that are living and breathing uh, digital badges in our launch for Cities of Learning this summer. And uh, my name is Ed Meyer and I'm the Chief Operating Officer here at Big Thought and I've been here um, for coming up on a couple of years now. And um, I first came across Big Thought about five years ago when I was working as a management consultant doing pro bono work with several nonprofits here in the city of Dallas. And, um, and really impressed by the, the work here to, to level the playing field and create opportunities, learning opportunities for kids throughout the city. So uh, very excited to be here at Big Thought and be a part of this City of Learning initiative um, as, as it launches nationwide. My name is Evan Cleveland. I am an instructional specialist here at Big Thought and I'm on the program department, so it's a lot of uh, program design, evaluation, assessment. And with this, um, I've been doing a lot of partner wrangling, bringing people um, into the initiative and helping to train them and prepare them for the work we're going to be doing this summer um, and beyond just uh, living and breathing and a lot of dreaming about the city of learning and that's, that's my role. 
And I'm Erin Offer, uh, Director of Community Relations here at Big Thought, and really excited about the City of Learning. We've been able to have some really good conversations. Uh, most of my work is around partner relations, family programming, but City of Learning has really shifted a little bit of the conversations we're able to have around digital badging and program design. And that's pretty much what we'll be doing for a few months now. <laughs> That's great. Thank you all again for joining us today and taking the time to give us kind of a, an inside the early look at what Dallas is doing this summer. Um, Ed, specifically, do you want to tell us a little bit more about uh, the Big Thought organization and how you guys came to be involved in the City of Learning? Sure, yeah. Big Thought is an uh, education-focused nonprofit. It's been in, we've been in Dallas for over 25 years, and, um, and really the, the history of this organization is one where um, we do a lot of work with partnerships, both public-private partnerships, to create uh, high-quality learning uh, opportunities, creative learning opportunities for kids throughout the city of Dallas. And uh, this partnership has taken different forms over the past um, 25 years. Uh, in its current sort of form, um, we work with really over 100 different partner organizations throughout the city of Dallas. Those are nonprofits, city agencies, um, and uh, independent, independent teaching instructors and teaching artists um, to deliver uh, programs uh, and coordinate programs in out of, mainly in out-of-school time but also in-school time. And so we do a lot of work in after-school uh, through campus-based programs and in summer learning in partnership with our, uh, with our school district and with our community partners. And so um, we're really, as an organization, uniquely positioned to help lead this effort in the city of Dallas uh, through our partnership with the mayor's office and through our partnership with all the different program and partner providers throughout the city of Dallas. Um, it's, it's really kind of right in our sweet spot to do this connected learning work because it's something we've been doing for the past uh, 25 years. That's great. And, you know, speaking as a Connected Learning Alliance member, I always love when I hear those stories of um, practitioners getting that kind of aha moment of, oh, okay, I'm already doing that. That's something I personally identify with. And, you know, going off of, you're talking about all these different partnerships that you've been able to acquire. I understand that you guys had a, a pretty busy and exciting week this past week. We did, yeah. We, we did our big public launch on Wednesday, uh, and it was down at City Hall, and we had the mayor there and uh, uh, our CEO, Gigi Antoni, and um, MacArthur Foundation, Jim Humkey, came, came down from Chicago. And we had some of our middle school students that, that, work, that we work with in one of our programs all there to, to launch the initiative. It was a packed room. Tons of, tons of partners were there, a lot of press, our city council, our school board trustees. It was really an exciting launch for this initiative, and we've been preparing for it uh, for the past few months. It feels uh, like a mad rush, and and um, and we put the website out there, and, and we're really trying to get it populated with programs, at least for our initial launch, and uh, the next couple of weeks, we're preparing for June 9th, which is our first day of official summer. Um, but it's, uh, so it's been a fast and furious week for us, uh, but it's been, uh, or fast and furious a couple of months, but it's been uh, it's it's been great. We had a very successful launch this Wednesday. That's awesome! Congrats again. And you know, speaking of you know, leading into the summer, can you give us kind of you know a sneak peek or an overview? What are some of the plans that you guys have going on? Well, this is Dallas, so after all, we're um, always wanting to do things big. Um, 
And we already have 50, 50 partners uh, on board and hundreds of workshops listed, and that number grows every day. So we have to keep reminding ourselves that really the focus for this summer is to be in pilot mode. Um, and I'm sure my colleagues will touch on some of the goals for the summer um, as we talk today, but we've narrowed it down to the discovery as the platform on the website. Um, workforce preparedness is a, is a focus. The summer learning loss uh, prevention, which is something uh, Big Thought's already in the game for. And then lastly, uh, leveling the playing field. So. You know, we've worked really close with the City of Chicago and Digital Youth Network with DePaul. They've been excellent colleagues and all along they've been um, really advising us to start small this summer, test, try out different strategies um, and build on their learnings and also our own this summer. So um, with that in mind, this summer is really all about testing those engagement strategies, experimenting with everything from how we work with partners what ways and what types of badges will be issued, and how we're going to measure the success of the initiative. So um, we're looking forward to testing that out. And Evan or Aaron, did you have anything you wanted to add in there? Just it's you know Ed mentioned it's been a hectic few months and, and it has but we we it's been really exciting to try to get out to all the people we might work with who we have worked with and sort of present these ideas and see what sort of interest they have and um, for the most part everyone gets really excited they catch on very fast and as we've started trainings the uh, not just getting the concept behind connected learning and how they can um, really articulate their learning goals, but seeing how excited they get about the potential um, for not just this summer, but what might happen in the coming summers as well. And I think uh, access is one of the words that we've been making sure, we try to make sure we limit the barriers for the partners and individuals. So that's been very interesting conversations that partners uh, thinking about how to get involved, their capacity, one of the particular groups that we've really been having some success with thinking out the box is our city of Dallas partners. And we have about eight departments, uh, including the police, the fire department, uh, there's a Trinity River, it's a management group that's uh, thinking around uh, access around the bridge project that it's, it's happening, but has really come to the table with innovative ideas of how digital learning can complement city departments. And you wouldn't think of that connection, but that's something we've been really excited to see how it shapes out this summer. Uh, there's a wrapping fire crew that we have that we've learned about in our conversation. So we're very excited to get them connected through, through our events that we're planning. And we've been pretty targeted in how we reached out to these groups. So we, like Ed mentioned, we have a long history of working with a lot of the um, local organizations here, everything from the large museums uh, to the smaller neighborhood organizations. So we reached out to those people that we have good relationships with and brought them in, but we've, we've also paid very close attention to other issues as well of geography. Uh, Dallas is, is very spread out, and um, so we've tried to make sure we're hitting as many of those neighborhoods as we can, especially neighborhoods where there may not be as much access to the, the high-quality summer programming or where the high-quality stuff is happening, but it's much more localized to that neighborhood. So we've tried to target a lot of those places, and in a sense, that's helping, I think, build some capacity because we're able to add something to the program they're already doing that will essentially help them do it even better. We're also looking at diversity of programs, the sort of different types of things that uh, people are offering. So we're not just hitting, um, you know, we have a, a long history in the arts. We don't want to just hit arts organizations. We've got 
cool robotics things happening, other science initiatives, workforce development is really exciting, some internships. And then just as we build this out and work with the key people who work directly with kids, we're also trying to build those relationships with corporations and with universities so that we aren't just seeing the, 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 the ground game, but looking at how to, to build that forward to where these kids who are doing it now this summer, where they'll have a chance to see other opportunities in the next five summers. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think you know one of the keys of these Cities of Learning's programs is that they really do look forward and that they do look past the summer. I know it's kind of easy to think that you know most of these institutions have you know a lot of free time in the summer that's when you can hit them hard but figuring out how to continue um, those relationships beyond the summer is always important and um, Aaron I know you had touched on specifically like uh, you have a lot of different things going on you're really excited um, what are you looking forward to most this summer um, you know both from your own point of view as a, a big thought member but also for the city as a whole Sure. One of the cool things that's happened, I think we might do it a little differently, is um, the turn up events. It, we're hosting six of them this summer. And the, the idea behind that was to make sure that we were also including maybe the disengaged youth. We understand that not all children are signed up for a summer camp. We have a lot of uh, siblings that have to watch younger kids, but still want to make sure that they're connected. So we designed, uh, in the process of designing around six of these neighborhood level really community access events that will be happening in various parts of our city. Evan talked about kind of the geography of Dallas and in, in looking at the Dallas map we wanted to really talk about our city and look at our city and make sure that we had different events for a walk-up uh, student and family to come to to participate. The idea is that we are partnering with a lot of the agencies that we have throughout, throughout the years and the city of Dallas has really stepped up for these turn up events and are creating engaging uh, educational stations but really keeping it free flowing understanding the nature of a community wide event but making it deep enough so that we can actually have a real meaningful experience for adults and kids who may uh, participate in these events we have a, a big uh, idea of a bus that literally can uh, sign up children on the spot which is which is a good goal for us too to really have kids signing up in the digital badge experience and using it as a marketing opportunity but also having these really deep, free, social engaging opportunities. And so those have been really exciting. I think we're all uh, geared up. We'll have our first one in, in June and we'll go throughout the, uh, the summer months and wrapping it up in August. But the idea was really to make sure that we tapped into the youth who may not have a partner or an agency connection but still had a way of connecting with the social learning opportunities. And along with that too, just the while the, the initiative really deals a lot with the connected learning, the fact that we can find little ways to chip away at the access pieces um, and trying to think about how to get those kids who, I mean, we've had to acknowledge and be upfront with everyone that this is this is not going to be something every kid in the city is going to have access to uh, a digital platform. So we're working really hard to figure that out. And that's been really exciting. And, and it's been interesting too to see our partners start to innovate and think about how, how could I make some more computers available? How can I uh, get kids in front of those screens to get them in into the system and get them connected to it? Uh, something else that's been exciting is um, in some of our trainings, people asking, uh, well, so could I, could I do this? 
with this program? And the answer is almost always yes, and it's something new and something that never occurred to me to think about, and everyone's doing these, these fabulous things. And then also having Big Thought's always been a convener for so many partners and having everyone come here and attend meetings. But with this initiative, it's it's been different in that they start talking more together and seeing how they can use their resources to reach um, the kids that other organizations are also working with, and they can all collaborate and create new um, pathways across the organization. So, like our drama uh, theater groups are doing some some fabulous stuff that's going to work together, and the same with some of the nature organizations. So that they're building collaborations that didn't otherwise exist. Very cool, and it sounds kind of like it's a living example of that old adage of you know all of us is smarter than none of or one of us, and getting. Yeah all the city involved, it's really cool to hear uh, how that's going to be happening. And the tournament events in particular sound like they're going to be really interesting ways to promote you know, equity, which again is uh, a big layer for the connected learning vision, so that's awesome to hear. Um, specifically for um, turn-up events, but also the program as a whole, is Dallas City of Learning geared toward a very specific age group. I know Los Angeles is a little bit more broad, you know, ages 3 to 24. Is it the same for Dallas or a little bit different? We're, we're pretty broad, but maybe maybe a little less broad. We're, we're targeting ages 5 to 18 is, is the range we're looking at. So, you know, any school-age uh, student. And, and so, what you know, it's a real challenge. Frankly, it's trying to target the messaging, target the website, everything toward everyone from a kindergartner to a senior in high school, and you, you almost kind of aim for that sweet spot in the middle and hope you can capture uh, uh, students on both sides. And, um, but really the primary goal is, is to just reach more, more, more kids, provide more high quality learning experiences for them, and, uh, and really try to narrow this opportunity gap. And you know, the, the stat we've been talking a lot about in Dallas, and our mayor uses a lot, is, is the 6,000 hour gap. You know, by, the, by, the, by the sixth grade, uh, students that have, um, uh, that, that have less resources have lost out on 6,000 hours of learning compared to their higher income peers. And so we, what we're really trying to do through this initiative and what we're emphasizing in Dallas is, is how do we close that opportunity gap, provide more opportunities, provide opportunities for, for students to go deeper and develop their own learning pathways. And we really are, you know, it's something we started saying early on and we got, we understood it, and we've understood it for a long time. But now that the, now that the website's rolling out, now that we're having conversations with partners, now that we're actually you know, really engaging students about it, um, that the concept is actually kind of really happening. Students are thinking about building pathways and it's more than just sort of the connected learning jargon, you're actually seeing it happen and it's, that's very exciting and, and encouraging. And speaking of pathways, I know um, one of the ways that Cities of Learning is doing that specifically is with the use of digital badges. So can you give us kind of some insight on how Dallas's City of Learning is going to be using badges and maybe some of the different types that you're actually issuing? Yeah, that's been great with just the infrastructure that's been built already. Um, the, the, the four badges that the Cities of Learning are dealing with, there's a community badge, which is basically the habits of work, habits of mind that are valued by a learning community. There is a knowledge badge, which just means the student has incorporated a meaningful um, body of, of knowledge, and there will be some assessment with that to see how well they have done it. And what's been great is talking to our partners about how creative they can be in their forms of assessment. There's a skill badge to see uh, what 
the students have, have learned how to do and to make not just make them aware of it, but with the badge you can make the other adults in the room and the other adults in their lives aware of the skills, the competencies they've developed. There's a showcase badge, which is a chance for that kid to show those skills, that knowledge, that work off to a valued audience, whomever that might be. And uh, these badges are different from what they used in Chicago last summer, and I think that this is a, a great evolution in how they're working with them and how we're all working with them. Uh, no single badge privileges another badge, and, and that's really nice. Um, <laughs> we just lost some light. But, uh, we're not moving around. <laughs> there we go. Um, but it's, it's been really great to see how um, it's a little bit more limber of a system, I think, and also just the fact that it meshes really well with different organizations' missions and philosophies when we are working with these people to see what sort of badges will fit their programs. It's great to see them say, you know, we really aren't an organization that teaches particular skills. We're really focused on exposure to something new, to new ways of thought. And in and, and doing that, they can really focus in on how they do that. And these badges also just reflect um, sort of the spectrum of experiences that happen in learning. And each one is kind of a different, a different lens on how you can look at that. And I think that's been a revelation to all of us as we try to work with the programs we know in and out to see how the badges actually help us understand what we do better, but also how, if we can understand it better, then we can articulate it better and our kids will be more aware of the learning um, that they're doing with the program and how the badges can highlight that for them. It, it's really been one of the more exciting things for me to observe and participate in is seeing partners think through badge creation and think through learning objectives and how you would assess those. And, and it, it, to me, it, it really suggests that for all of us, including you know, our Big Thought programs, our partner programs that we work with, how we can sort of even just elevate the work that we do and, and improve all of us, improve quality as we think more strategically about the learning objectives we're trying to achieve with the kids, the, the students that we're working with. Definitely, and that's a, a theme that I know we touched on yesterday with the Dallas folks too. Um, one of the people from Steel Town Entertainment said that exact same thing, you know, by having to think about designing badges and how you would issue them, it actually makes you think about the own the uh, skills and qualities that you personally value, you know, as a, an employer. So it's great to see that happening. And Evan, I'm going to kind of call back to something that you'd mentioned in terms of you guys are doing some um, following up on what Chicago had done in 2013 and you're obviously kind of drawing some best practices from there. So if you don't mind us all riffing for a little bit here, what are some of the other best practices or tips or hints that you picked up from watching what Chicago did last summer? Yeah, well, I mean, one would be to start a lot earlier <laughs> so the last few months aren't so hectic. Um, but beyond that, just the the training that Chicago does is really well thought out, um, and in, we've had to condense that training and make it fit our timeline and just the local situation. And like we said, having a relationship with a lot of these organizations makes it easier to do that. But the, the training following their paradigm is so helpful because they did a great job of distilling everything down to its essential concepts and what are the learning goals for your particular program, what um, are the outcomes that are going to show those goals and how are you going to 
um, implement the what strategy you're going to implement to get to those goals. And once you start and go right back to what's at the heart of your program, and then you can build from there. And and it makes so much more sense to how the badges can speak to that. And what's nice too is. Um, seeing organizations figure out that just because this is a community badge and it lives in this category, um, there's a lot of ways to mess around with it and, and twist it around and, and make it fit what you're doing. So just seeing that training um, be so effective and, and be able to de deploy it here has been, has been amazing. I think another one of the best practices that uh, we've taken um, heart from Chicago is around the communications. You know, when you're starting a um, really starting the get-go of this whole industry, you have to have the right messaging and some powerful images and powerful vi visuals to really have that groundswell um, to take you know to take wind in Dallas. So um, we spent a lot of time really targeting audiences, figuring out the messaging because. You only really get one shot to make a splash, even though it's a pilot. We um, the best practices around communications have been um, really important for us. And I will say, having them come down, not having met them before, I first met them in their visit, the Chicago team, really emphasizing the student center approach of the program was very helpful for how we communicate to partners. And because we talk to partners in many different ways reminding that this is about the student center, this is about the student pathway, it really helped uh, kind of slant a little bit of how we talk to partners and think about things differently. And I think they convey that message very strongly for us uh, in their visit. And Ed, I know each of the cities involved in you know this year's City of Learning program have been a little bit different, but can you talk specifically about the funding model behind Dallas's City of Learning? Sure, yeah, well we, we really, uh, Dallas is blessed with um, a lot of individual ph philanthropists here that, that are so generous with their, with their funding and their time, really. And we started conversations on this um, several months ago or maybe even, you know, 10 months ago with a few individuals in Dallas who have just been so generous with their, their funding and really as thought partners to sit down and talk about what should this look like for Dallas, what should our objectives be, what are we really what, what are we really, what's the challenge we're trying to really uh, address in Dallas? And so um, funding-wise, it really started with some of those individuals. Um, and then we also have several corporations that are headquartered here in Dallas that are stepping up in funding and, um, and, and a handful of foundations who are um, contributing uh, to the resources to the effort. So it really is a combination of individuals, you know, very, very large, large donations, but also smaller donations. Uh, corporations and foundations, and it's been a great mix. And and I can't leave out the city investment. I mean, the city is not, um, you know, there's not a separate line item now for city of learning in the city budget, but the city agencies are pouring so much of their time and, and capacity into this effort that it is a, it is a contribution. It's resources that they are that they are dedicating to this effort and, uh, and stepping up in tremendous ways and all the partner organizations. I mean, it's if you think about the wealth of resources we have, both in actual dollars in the door, but also just in terms of time and capacity from all of Big Thought and the partner organizations that we work with on a daily basis, it's, it's really tremendous. That's great to hear. And speaking of all these different uh, partner organizations and kind of the, uh, the physical spaces where learning is going to be happening this summer, um, are all of them kind of launching on the same day and having the same timeline throughout the summer? Is it going to be, you know, learn as you go, adjust your curriculum as you go, or do you get the sense that each of them kind of has a, a set pattern that they're going to go through with kids this summer? 
It's mostly a set pattern. Um, we are asking, we've asked, in fact, we've said to people, we, we, aren't, we don't want you to create anything new. You are doing really good work, and we want to see how this initiative and the badges can map onto that. Um, and I mean, in doing that, we I, I know people have made discoveries and, and done slight adjustments, but no one's creating new programming this summer to speak to the badges. We want to just do what they're doing. Most of the partners are going to be launching their programs on June 9th. Um, some people are starting next week. Uh, there's other people who will be coming in a little bit later. Um, some groups are targeting just one experience to really understand how um, they can make it work for their organization. So that might happen in the middle of July. So it's a really, it just depends on the timeline of, of the, what the group is doing. And we're not asking anyone to adjust that timeline at all. I'm sure that's welcome news for everyone involved, too. <laughs> so aside from the um, obvious kind of physical learning spaces, um, are kids going to have any kind of online component to match the offline learning that they're doing? Well, we're going we're gonna to certainly um, uh, piggyback or take advantage of the great work that, that DePaul University is doing in curating these set of online challenges, and we, we're excited about those. We're looking for, I know we're kind of getting previews of what those are going to look like, and, and we think that the students in Dallas are really going to uh, get, you know, get on board with those and, and uh, do those online challenges. So that's, that's, that's pretty much, I think, the primary online learning component is, is what's getting developed for the nationwide movement. We're excited about it. And it frames, um, it frames that access piece a little bit, too, when we talk about how we're um, breaking down barriers. The online components, especially when they're available in all of our partner neighborhood library branches, um, really just shows that speaks to the potential that really anyone can get involved. But even organizations are looking at, uh, for instance, that some of the nature-based organizations are talking about ways they can create badges that are sort of approved by all of them but don't require you to go to, for instance, the zoo or the arboretum or a nature center. You can go to your park and um, explore nature there and maybe take a picture and submit it through email or through a link on the website. And uh, you can earn a badge that way by, by sharing in those same habits of mind you would encounter at the site. But you can do it in your own neighborhood uh, with, on your own time, in your own way. From our understanding of Chicago's um, online challenges, a lot of them are truly online games and missions, but a large portion of them are, um, here's the challenge, now go outside and engage in a certain way and get away from the computer and you have to submit evidence of um, actually doing things not online in order to receive that badge. So it's pretty cool stuff. That's awesome, and I know in terms of what you guys have been talking about so far, it's pretty obvious to see what the benefits are going to be for kids this summer, and you talked about as well those four different themes, but how about adults that are going to be involved in the cities of learning, whether it's you know parents of students or adult mentors at these physical spaces or even you know teachers during the fall, how do all these different groups also benefit from Dallas City of Learning? So one thing we know in Dallas is that the demand for really high quality programming is extremely high, such that some of our, a lot of our high profile camps have been sold out since February. You know, there's just a lot of demand in the city for that. And so when I think about how the parents will be affected, I think just this searchable catalog alone, um, which is this discovery portion on the website, um, is going to be a huge asset to our community because parents will now have one place to go to find um, 
quality programming for their kids um, and there'll be enough things on there that they will have that critical mass that hopefully that will be the go-to for parents especially as, along with along with children and that's one thing we're emphasizing with our partners is it's okay if you're not badging everything that you're offering but as long as you get it out there allow people to discover and build a pathway through your through your organization so. and teachers is a great example too uh, the, I can think about in the fall when kids are going back to school and teachers are easily aware of certain kids on either end of the spectrum because they're kids who will um, demand or require uh, an amount of attention from that teacher. But there's a whole probably 16 to 18 kids in a class that don't require that attention or don't get that attention for whatever reason, not because of the teacher's fault, but if the teacher could look at um, just the kid's backpack and see what this kid is interested in, what that child has done, then the teacher's going to know so much more and we'll, we'll find a new way to uh, to connect to that child and a new way to sort of leverage that knowledge to reach uh, those children even better. So that's a really great potential to have summer speak to the school year as well. Um, and just that heavy lift, that, that figuring out how to go to your program's essence and then build badges to it, that um, really forces everyone to articulate what it is they're trying to accomplish with their students and with their camps and their learning goals. And that helps uh, just that pipeline of teachers and teaching artists that are working in these organizations to understand how they can adjust their goals, how they can adjust their, their teaching practices. Every organization that's been here has been able to talk about some minor discovery that they've made in doing this about the way they work. Um, a discovery about how if they just ask a question a little differently it might have a better gain for the students awareness of what they're learning so uh, just seeing how mentors and teachers and instructors and education departments can be affected by having to go back and think about it again and design something that will fit with this has been has been exciting one thing that I'm really looking forward to after the summer is talking to the mentors of some of the older kids that we, we badge and think differently about how we badge this high school or or really someone at a middle school level because I think having a different conversation around the badge choice, the interest of the children searching, uh, will really flip the script on how mentors are talking to kids about career pathways. There's traditional ways that I think people think about a career and a choice and I think the badges will really change how we talk about what, career, what the career interest could be different than the traditional way that we've kind of directed kids to go in a certain direction. I think the, the multitude of all these different experiences, the diversity of the experiences could really, you know, switch how mentors are talking to kids about the type of experiences you need to get to a point. It'll be a little different, I think, through the digital badging experiences. Another group of adults that um, we're hoping to really engage this summer are the volunteers and the stream that we're doing that with are through the turnups. And, um, you know, we talked about the turnups, but each one is really going to have a different focus, whether it's arts-based or we have one at Dallas Love Field that's going to be aviation and engineering focused. And so um, with these different focuses for the turnups, we're able to really also direct volunteers in a real skill-based way so that their, um, their volunteerism uh, means something to them because it's part of um, what they do, whether it's a corporate volunteer or... Um, just any of our other volunteers that are already engaged with Big Thought. So. 
That sounds like a great approach. And um, kind of going back to what Evan and Aaron were both talking about in terms of the badges, what kind of methods or processes do you guys have in place for educating, say, parents and teachers about the value behind badges? Since I'm guessing this might be the first time a lot of them are hearing about digital badges. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. We're we're actually partnering with a uh, a charter school here in Dallas to to badge their um, uh, a set of students that we're working with this summer, and we're doing a, a summer camp, summer school program with them for the first month of summer in June. And then um, uh, what we're what we're doing as part of that uh, program, we're planning on doing is bringing in the parents of those students one night and really walking them through the process, walking through the website, teaching them what this is all about. And, and exposing them to one of the turnips as well and kind of bringing them in and uh, the parents with the children to kind of show what the different learning opportunities look like. Um, so, so having a combination of those, the, the technical training along with a real life example of, a, of, of learning outside the classroom and what that looks like. And what we're then going to do is to see how effective is that engagement moving forward in July and August when they're not in any kind of summer school and they're free to do whatever they want to do and to see if that has created a spark in both the students and the parents to actually further their learning and engage them uh, more. So we're looking forward to that as a real test case with, with these students that we're working with in the charter school. Just helping our partners too think about how they can talk to parents and, and helping them even craft the language they'll use to, to work with their parents. Um, and a lot of it is just, you, there's as much as we've learned in the past few months, uh, we've got to think about teaching both our kids and their parents how to use this system. And it doesn't just come with automatic immediate currency. And we have to build that into it. So there's, there's going to be a lot of conversations about it. But um, it seems like everyone gets it fairly quickly and sometimes leapfrogs <laughs> over yeah. this summer into, oh, well, we could do this, this, and this. So I think it's, the conversations will be fruitful. And both Ed and Evan, you kind of touched on this idea that badges help youth um, kind of explore interest-based learning. Um, I think, Ed, you said it as you know, doing what you want to do or learning what you want to learn. And I was just wondering if you had additional thoughts on how badging in particular can help kind of bridge those two silos of in-school and out-of-school learning, um, especially beyond the summer. Yeah, you know, there's there's a real movement around personalized learning now across the country as well as connected learning and, and our Dallas Independent School District is doing some piloting with that as well and doing some really creative innovative work around personalized personalized pathways in school for students. And and I think that badging and this connected learning outside classroom work, it's 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 really ties in so naturally and neatly with that because one of the things that I think the work that we do at Big Thought, you know, we we know we have impact with kids and out of school time work. You just do a site visit and you see the, the light bulb go off in kids' heads. I mean, our mission is to make imagination part of everyday learning. And, and we know we have impact, um, but sometimes we're reduced to proving that impact through standardized test scores and grades and and you know attendance in school, which is all very important. And we know out of school time enrichment impacts those things. But we also know that there are certain other skills, other socio-emotional learning skills that we, we look to, to measure. Um, and badging is such a great way to make that linkage, to show, um, to demonstrate, acknowledge 
the skills, the knowledge, the habits of mind that are getting created outside the classroom. And if we can just uh, use badges as a way to recognize that and then tie it back with the, the learning that the, uh, that the schools are trying to achieve um, and use those badges as sort of the evidence and the acknowledgement of that learning, we think it can tie together pretty neatly. And we don't always have to just go back to standardized test scores, which are an important part of our education fabric, but it's not the only thing. I was talking with some of our partners about the um, creativity they can have in assessing what kids have learned and what they can do through their programs and sort of raising it as, as this, this different version of acknowledging achievement for kids that sort of is different um, and highlights those passions, different from the standardized test and how you know, a standardized test has all the answers right there um, and just the real world situations we expect our kids to encounter. Uh, that's not the case, and that the assessment pieces for this could be much more creative and, and innovative and could be about the answer that isn't right there. And I think that's exciting because not just can kids be recognized and rewarded for what they do on their own time, what they do when they don't have to be in school, but we can start to say that these experiences matter because of what the kid has achieved, and they can start to um, see that but they can maybe deal with those ambiguities and with the fact that there isn't always going to be an answer when they come into these experiences and this initiative can help push us in that direction in some exciting ways. That's awesome and this is a question that we actually haven't asked the uh, other people that we've had on this month but wondering if you have uh, any thoughts on how you're going to stay connected to these other cities that are participating in the larger city of learning movement. Is there time already built in for learning from one another or is it going to be kind of a keep tabs on each other and in a little bit more of an on informal way? Well, I think we can credit the Badge Alliance um, having formed earlier this year um, to really being that glue for us. They've already put us in touch with, um, you know, we have weekly calls with the other cities because there's so much learning to be had. It makes no sense for us to be doing all of this in silos. And so um, there's already this informal learning community among all of the groups that are um, launching at all of the cities of learning and so um, I think that's really going to be invaluable not just now while we're all struggling and stressing to get this going but in the future as more cities come on and uh, we can really leverage each other's work. I, I, I think we've got to hold our mayor back too. He's ready to challenge all the other cities yeah. and uh, you know more badges, deeper learning and it's like a Super Bowl challenge or something. We're going to bet a, a, a ton of brisket or something against Chicago and LA and all the other cities. So. Well, that is the uh, everything is bigger in Texas motif coming up again. <laughs> I, I think uh, LA and Chicago's mayors actually have a, a bet going on that's Stanley Cup related, so there's some uh, friendly rivalry between the cities as well. <laughs> and also wondering, since you guys are, you know, officially launched, um, but also heading into the, the major launch of actual on-the-ground programs, what are some of the strategies that you're employing for getting the word out about the campaign, getting people involved with the campaign. It's a, it's a great question. It's it's I mean it's something we're um, we're 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 still deciding now. I mean what we've done so far is we had our big our big media launch um, this week, and we've got you know got some stories out there. We're also putting posters in every single one of our schools um, uh, across the Dallas 
independent school district and, and getting uh, in newsletters as well and emails and maybe even some robo calls to do some direct direct engagement with families about um, about what this initiative is all about um, and then you know we're looking at doing some uh, uh, hopefully some of our great media partners in Dallas will give us some some free uh, public service announcement spots and uh, and then we also just kind of working through some other other media opportunities doing some interviews on our public radio stations and uh, just doing other interviews with with some of our major media um, uh, outlets here in here in Dallas so that's that's what our focus has been on now we you know we, we have some some resources we've been able to raise for PR and, and outreach uh, media but um, next summer we imagine it will be even much larger and we're going to work a much larger part of the budget uh, toward toward these efforts because it, it's it's frankly it's a little bit of the you know it's a little bit of the challenge between launching in pilot mode and still trying to get the word out for everybody to jump in because we want as many students as possible to join uh, the initiative this summer. Uh, but we also know that we're still in pilot mode trying to work out all the, the kinks and um, next summer we'll be ready to really explode and, and have every partner in Dallas that can participate, participate and hopefully have every kid in Dallas participate. And so, um, so that's that's our goal. And I mean, beyond the earned and paid media, we look at our partner network as just channels that are already there. So if we can equip them with the tools and communication for their separate networks, I think it'll be a real win. One of the interesting strategies that Chicago shared with us that we're looking to do is. Um, when they were convening some of their maker fairs and showcases um, and wanting to involve folks that aren't already in programs, they started to go to the local community level convenience store and strip malls and put up posters there. And so we're hoping to do that for our turnip events in a real grassroots way because we know that not everyone's already connected to our channel. So um, hopefully that'll pay off for us. And Ed, you kind of talked about this tension of being in pilot mode this year and really looking forward to ramping up next year. And so speaking specifically uh, from the Big Thought point of view, what are you guys hoping to learn through this entire summer campaign? Yeah, we, we'd love to learn. Um, frankly, I'd love to learn how effective is this as an engagement platform for kids? I mean, how excited are they about about getting badges and about you know potentially even sharing badges and what how much of that is the driver versus just thinking of this system and this in this website as a great way to find opportunities and I, I'm I'm interested in seeing the uh, the um, you know to see how effective both of those are both of those those things and just seeing is that this initiative as an engagement as an engagement platform how impactful is it for kids and then also this access question I mean how we need to really identify where where the access gap gaps are. We already know that in a lot of the work that we currently do. But as we go out and raise funds for next summer, we want to pour a lot of those funds into our community partners to deliver more programs to kids that don't have access to to some of the quality programs throughout Dallas. And so that's really, I think, one of the big lessons that we want to learn this summer is is how do we fill that access gap next summer when we have a lot hopefully a lot more funding to put into community programs, direct funding into the programs. And, um, and also, you know, questions around transportation and online access. How do we fill those gaps in new and creative ways? Um, one of the things that our mayor said uh, a few months ago, we were really starting to think seriously about this and ramp it up and, 
um, we were talking about this question of access barriers and on the online specifically, and and you know I was almost approaching it almost in an apologetic way, like yeah we know that there's this online thing and there's the the gap and the barriers and we've got you know we've got to think about that, and and he he said yeah we do, but you know what we. Every, every kid in Dallas has to have access. They've got to learn how to use this technology. And so, so we, we got to put it out there and then figure out how to, how to, how to eliminate that gap. And um, we shouldn't, we shouldn't you know, try to create a system that doesn't utilize technology. We need to create a system that does utilize technology and then make sure our kids and parents have access to that technology. And that was, it was a really good point. I mean, that in order to be successful, um, we've got to bridge that gap. And that's an excellent mindset to have, and I know that especially aligns with the connected learning vision of being openly networked and you know taking advantage of all these cool, awesome tools that we have in this digital age. And so specifically for Evan and Aaron, I know you've kind of gone through the bulk of the setup process here, kind of on the, the eve of big launch and getting the summer underway. Um, what would you say are some best practices or tips or advice you might have for other organizations uh, who might be looking to implement um, City of Learning next year or in a couple years? One thing is to, to while well, the digital badges are a huge uh, a fundamental component, is to focus first on the philosophies behind connected learning and, and to look at how you work with kids and how you interact with them and what you really want to accomplish start there and, and explain then to whomever you need to that this is ways we can impact them better by, by highlighting um, their, their social interests, highlighting their, their unique personal interests and connecting that back to their academics and really live there for a while so that when it's time to introduce digital badging, it's a tool that serves connected learning and, and it's very easy to start talking about the badges and go into this technology spin where now that's all you're talking about and you, you're kind of, it's easy to miss the point, I think. So that's been one lesson um, we've learned that if you can do, if you set up the conversations correctly, the badges are something people are just like, oh, I, I, I guess I get that and it's okay and we can, we can move into how to utilize them better. Yeah, I think the conversations with the partners are key. I would say start with low-hanging fruit, you know, throw the ideas out to some stakeholders that you already work with and start to sell that message out with the small group because they, you get some really help, helpful feedback from your thinking before you roll out in a bigger way. And I think that's kind of been helpful. And meet people halfway. Meet them where they are. Do not reinvent the wheel. It's, it's not about throwing away what you plan to do and now doing this. It's, a, it's often about what are you doing? And then the onus has been on Evan, really, who's done, a, I think, a great job on this is how it can work. And I think that's refreshing to folks who are trying to just wrap their mind around their own organizations and how to connect with this. And, um, and we've had a long-standing relationship with many partners, which I think we've been blessed to do. And I think that's a value that for any agency is very key. It's all about your partners and being strategic around the key ones that you probably tap first. <laughs> That's awesome advice. Thank you guys for sharing that. And hard to believe, but we're already almost at the top of our hour here. It's minutes have flown by per usual in these webinars. And I just wanted to kind of give everyone a chance to go around the room one by one and hopefully get some final thoughts. What would you like to tell everyone as a, a closing statement? I guess I'll start. Um, 
I guess in a closing statement looking to the future and how we roll this out this summer, I'm going to be really excited to see um, how the metrics all play out. It's way too early in the game to know what it is exactly we want to measure the outputs and the outcomes of and be able to share, but we're, you know, Big Thoughts uniquely positioned to be this sort of state of the union once a year for our community to be able to share what kind of gaps and opportunities um, and challenges exist out there based on the data that these badges will bring. So I'm excited to see how um, data can really inform our decisions. And I'm excited to uh, just kind of dream big. Like we've been in such implementation mode about the nuts and bolts of every little program, you know, getting it entered just right, getting the bugs worked out and all this kind of stuff. Like I'm excited about just seeing possibilities for next summer and beyond because that, that's the that's the real beauty of this initiative is that it can scale up so fast and 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 so great that um, once you start dreaming big, the the possibilities are endless. And I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm looking forward to that part of it is getting out of the nitty gritty of implementation mode and start being a dreamer uh, again. So yeah, and kind of along those lines is a lot of organizations have these highly engaged kids, uh, these teen advisory councils, and, and there's the Mayor's Intern Fellows Program and another group of students that do a lot of work um, in, in addressing community issues and trying to work with those kids to, to figure out what brought you here, what were the experiences you had that were fundamental in your deciding to engage at this level so we can start to create pathways and make those explicit to kids who otherwise wouldn't know they exist. And, and then the same thing from sort of the top down, finding out what corporations and universities are really looking for um, and how we can uh, tailor this initiative to, to approach that and to speak to that so that it, it, it opens up those pathways for kids to be more engaged as uh, middle school and high school students, but then also to find paths into what they want to do that exists here in the city so that we aren't experiencing any sort of brain drain ever and having kids go away. I think along those lines, relevancy just keeps turning in my head and really talking about what's relevant to children. And I think after the summer, we'll see what kids are interested in and excited about how do we get that back to the programmers so they can design relevant programs for kids. I think we all mean well, but unless you're really talking to kids, it's really hard to know what's relevant. And I just think the kids are driving the city of learning this summer. And, and for us to step back and learn what's relevant to them will be really exciting. And I think that is a great note to end on in terms of, you know, keeping things relevant for the people that we're trying to serve, youth, kids, students. So thanks again, everyone, for your time, your energy, your insights, and everything you're doing um, in setting up a really awesome-sounding summer in Dallas. And this wraps up our final webinar of this month-long series, but that doesn't mean that our conversations just have to end here. Um, like we mentioned before, you can keep this energy going by using the Twitter hashtag COL2014. And I know Dallas specifically, um, you guys are using the hashtag CityWithoutLimits. And if you want to find out more about um, Dallas's City of Learning and all the awesome work that they're doing, uh, you can check out their newly launched website, DallasCityOfLearning.org. And I think that pretty much wraps us up for the month. So everyone definitely keep your eyes out for all these awesome things that are happening this summer. And we'll keep you informed via the Connected Learning Alliance and CLAlliance.org as well. So thanks, everyone, at Big Thought. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I appreciate it.